Gaining confidence in the gym is a you problem. It's not a them problem. Confidence is an inside job, and it is going to take a lot of trial and error. Hey, welcome to Built to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. What is up? Welcome to this week's podcast. You know, I never thought that I would be recording a podcast episode about this because I used to be the girl who was absolutely terrified to go into the gym. And when I did go, I would hop on the treadmill, I would get off the treadmill, I would go hide in the corner, do a couple of planks, and get the hell out of there so fast. And I tell you what, I have completely transformed my relationship with movement, with fitness, with the gym drastically over the last, I would say, year to two years. And I just wanted to share some tips with you on, you know, how to integrate and implement movement into your everyday routine, but also how to have confidence and to take up space specifically in the gym setting. And like I said, I used to be the girl who was afraid of going to the gym. And so I just wanted to share some tips, tricks, wisdom that have worked for me and how you can also gain confidence in the gym setting. And, you know, just really allowing and owning to take up space. And a lot of times you probably think that confidence is going to come from arriving at said goal. Said goal might be a body physique, a body composition. It might be a weight on the scale. It might be a certain number in your pant size or your swimsuits. It might be once you quote unquote have a six pack of abs. And I'm here to tell you that if you are always chasing these arbitrary goals, these numerical values, you're really going to lose sight of who you are at your core and the woman, the strong, badass woman that you are. And again, I like cannot believe that I'm recording a podcast episode about this because six years ago when I first started my fitness routine and I started implementing and integrating healthier habits as a full-time nursing student, I was anything but confident in myself, in my body image, in what looked back at me in the mirror, in my weight. And I think that timeline perspective is really, really incredibly important because you can't compare your day one, your month one, your year one to somebody else's year six. And daily movement is something that I've worked on building in my routine for six years years. I don't know how many days that is, like 2,700 days. I don't know. Math could be completely wrong there, but that's a lot of days. That's a lot of time. That's a lot of failing forward. That's a lot of, you know, realizing and re... What's the word I'm looking for? Revamping my routines to really fit the season that I'm in. So let's dive in and talk about some things for today's episode. And I want to talk specifically to the woman who is looking to build her confidence to take up space in the gym. And my biggest piece of advice for you when it comes to finding confidence in the gym, in the gym setting, in a group fitness setting, this could even be relatable to, is to have a routine. Meaning you have something that you show up to the gym, you're following this program, you know what you're doing, you have no guesswork, because that allows you to be 
fully present and not constantly looking around you, wondering what everybody else is doing or wondering how they have such a good routine. Because I can tell you that 90% of the people that you see in the gym follow a program of some sort at some capacity, whether that is a program they pre-decided for themselves, a workout they pre-decided for themselves, a fitness app that they follow, a coach that they work with, a trainer that they work with. They have somebody creating structure for them so that way when they show up to the gym, they don't have to wonder what it is that they're doing. So my biggest piece of advice for you is to have a routine, whether that's you sitting down and saying, hey, I am going to do XYZ workout that includes XYZ moves, XYZ reps, etc." Or maybe that looks like investing in a coach. I, by no means, create my own workouts. Absolutely not. (laughs) I have a coach who creates my strength workouts for me, and I have zero shame in my game that when I am at the gym, I might need to pull up a video on how to do a certain move that they have written in my workout program. And this is where... You know, it's important to check your ego at the door. The moment you enter that gym threshold, nobody gives a shit about what you're doing. Nobody is watching you. Nobody cares about you except for yourself. So check your ego at the door and realize that it's okay to be a beginner. Taking just a quick episode break to share with you a product that I have absolutely been loving for probably the last six, seven, eight, nine months. I don't even know. But if you follow me over on the gram, you see me rave about it all the time. Sleep milk is my go-to. It is the chocolatey goodness that you need in your life. It was founded in 2019 by former athletes and friends with one goal in mind to provide delicious strength and energy to healthy-minded folks worldwide, aka you, my friend, listening to Built to Be You right now. Slate offers high-protein chocolate milks and lattes that are better for you and better for the planet. All of their products contain 20 grams of protein, zero grams of added sugar. They're keto and lactose friendly, and they are freaking delicious. I am not a coffee drinker, but they have a mocha latte one, which has some caffeine in it. My personal favorite is the classic chocolate. It is the best on the go pre-shift snack, mid-shift snack, you know, post-workout chocolatey goodness. Oh my gosh, it is chef's freaking kiss. And they also have a dark chocolate flavor as well. Uh, Because you are a listener of the podcast, if you use the code Michaela 10 you can get 10% off of your order. And I will make sure to put a link down in the show notes. I personally order a 12-pack and I have it on auto ship every two weeks because when that stuff runs out of my fridge, I am sad. Everybody starts somewhere, but you can never get to the level of your gym inspiration or your Instagram inspiration without owning your own journey first. And that's something that I wish that I could go back and tell my six-year-ago fitness self is that the people who are here showing up in the gym had to figure out how to use the squat rack. They had to figure out how to put weights on the on the what is it called (laughs) on the little bar see I don't even know everything about the gym they had to figure out how to work the smith machine they had to figure out how much weight they could actually hold and you know this is like a little personal story here there's times where I like high ambition go pick up like two 25 pound dumbbells and I'm like yeah I got this and then I do my first rep with the 25 pound dumbbells and I'm like oh my god I cannot do this and a previous version of me would struggle through and have weak half-ass reps using those 25 pound dumbbells because my ego was too big to go and switch out the dumbbells for something lighter in fear of what other people were gonna think of me if they saw me switching out my dumbbells which like hindsight is 2020 what 
Nobody cares. Nobody is watching you switch out your weights or do your moves. And if they are, they probably have some egocentric issues of their own that they need to work through because the gym should be a space that feels supportive and welcoming. And it's your responsibility to create that space for yourself, but also to be that for other people, right? You know, tell tell the sister good job. Tell her she's crushing it. Tell her she looks good. Smile and wave at her. Like, don't be an a-hole to yourself or to the people in that environment, okay? So anyways, that was my long-winded way of saying, have a routine, have a plan when you go into the gym. When you first walk in, just scope it out. Where's the equipment? Where's the cardio equipment? Where's the dumbbells? Where's the weights? Where's the kettlebells? And really just like look around. You don't have to know what you're doing right away. You can take some time to acclimate to the new environment that you're in. And I just recently had to re-remind myself of this when I moved to Colorado. Um, I have an Anytime Fitness membership, which like, subtle plug, I love it, um, because they have gyms literally everywhere, but they're all, the layouts are all so different. The environments are all so different. And the first Anytime Fitness that I went to here in Colorado was like 10 minutes from my house. And I walked in and I immediately felt gym intimidation. I was like, I don't belong here. I can't take up space here. There's so many beefy bros here. Like, what am I doing? And... (laughs) Then I was like, okay, you know what? I went there for a couple of days and then I like quit working out. And then I was like, okay, this is not me. This is not my routine. This is not how I feel my best. So what can I do to make sure that this works for me? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go try out a different gym. And so I went to a different Anytime Fitness that was also 10 minutes away, but the other direction, irrelevant information. And it just felt like a much more welcoming environment. The people there felt more welcoming, just like the environment energy felt better in a nutshell. So this is your reminder that Just because you go to one gym and you don't love it, don't discount all gyms. You know, find an environment in a gym that makes you feel supported and included. And um, that's going to look different for everybody. It's going to depend on your geographical location. It's going to depend on the size of your town. You know, there's a lot of different things that go into a gym, but there are way too many gyms and fitness classes out there for you to just like lump sum all of them together, they all suck. And it's really important to figure out, you know, what kind of movement feels good for you and what kind of environment you're looking for and what kind of resources you need to invest in. Again, investing in yourself is the best thing that you can ever do. Invest in a coach, invest in a program, whatever that might look like for you. So that way, when you go into that gym, you have that routine, you have that confidence. And I've kind of already talked about this, but Gaining confidence in the gym is a you problem. It's not a them problem. Confidence is an inside job. And it is going to take a lot of trial and error, self-compassion for you to change that inner dialogue, to change that inner critic, to change that narrative that you're currently telling yourself from, you know, I just don't belong in the gym. I'm not confident here. I don't like deserve to take up space. I don't have the physique to be here. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the skills to be here. And, you know, just picking one piece of that narrative to change show up, take action, build that repetition, build that confidence. And then over time, you're going to feel more comfortable. You're going to feel more confident. And confidence is not an in destination. It's not something that you just arrive at. Confidence is cyclical. It's a belief followed by an action. And then you build that confidence and then you repeat. And as you are changing the narrative, it's really important to ask yourself when you 
it starts with self-awareness, honestly. You have to have that self-awareness of the narrative that you're telling yourself and asking yourself, like, does this really feel good to me? Does this feel supportive to me? Does it feel good to say that I'm not good enough to be here or that I'm not strong enough or I'm not fit enough to be here? And the answer is probably absolutely the F not. That does not feel good. That does not feel supportive. And instead, you know, stepping into that next best thought or that next best narrative, I might not yet be the most confident version of myself, but I know by showing up here in this space today, by following this workout, by practicing this move, or by putting in my reps, I'm building that confidence into becoming that woman and that future version of me that I want to be. And this is kind of like a sidebar. Again, I feel like this episode is kind of all over the place, but I think it's really important that we have this conversation and we normalize these feelings, especially as female athletes, as female women who are trying to prioritize their health, that you're going to have moments that shake you. And when you quit making the fitness and the movement and you know the lifts and the running about achieving a certain size or losing weight, Think about what it can add to your life, the value that it's going to bring to you. You know, when you think about additions that movement can bring to your life or fitness can bring to your life, energy, well-being, resilience, you know, better physical, mental, and emotional health, a body that you're proud of, being a badass, strong woman, being able to chase your kids around the playground, being able to sit on your sh- like your feet for 12 hours at a shift and, you know, not feel absolutely drained and fatigued. Just like the list goes on and on and on and on. But you really have to start to take note of those things that fitness and movement does add to your life. And when you really start to focus on those and put the emphasis on those instead of what you could lose when it comes to weight or pant sizes or calories burned or whatever it might be, whatever other numerical values you're trying to subtract, you really start to find more joy in the process. And I truly do believe that you just become a more confident version of yourself because you're not so hyper-focused on the losing of things, but you are very intentional about the addition of things. And my biggest piece of advice when it comes to the gym, take up the space. Own the freaking space. You belong there just as much as any other person does. And this is something that I, it's not like, oh, look at me. I have it all figured out. I take up space at the gym and I own it because like, this is something that every time I cross the threshold of the gym door, I have to be like, Michaela, take up the space, own the space, go pick up the heavy weights. Who cares about the beefy bros who are walking around you? Own your space, own who you are. And again, this goes back to what I said earlier. Nobody else in the gym cares what you're doing. They're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Let's be honest. We are self-centered assholes. We are humans who only care about ourselves. So again, you're not sitting in the gym critiquing what everybody else is doing, the movements that they're making, the weights that they're lifting. So why do you feel like people are doing that to you? They're not. And you know, we could go down a whole other rabbit hole of like, if the gym isn't for you, you could do this instead. But this is for my women who are interested or who are seeking out to build that belief in themselves to show up to the gym, to take that space, to own that space, and to work on becoming a healthier, happier, stronger, better version of themselves. And honestly, I look back to Mick six years ago and I look at just who I am, the identity that I have when it comes to fitness. I truly believe and embody that I am an athlete, which I could do an entire episode on that, on really just changing your identity to embody and embrace 
who you are in this season. Um, so if you'd be interested in that, let me know because I had a really powerful question on a podcast that I was on the other day. It was like, who is considered an athlete? And six years ago, I never would have called myself an athlete. And now in my ath- like with my Strides for Strength Run coaching business and people come to me and they're like, I'm not an athlete. I'm like, hell yes, you are because you're showing up and you're doing the work. An athlete is not reserved for somebody who can hit certain paces or lift a certain amount of weight. An athlete is a person who shows up, who does the work, who is committed to the process and to becoming the stronger, better version of themselves every single day. So guess what? If you're somebody who is showing up with an intention and with consistent action, you are an athlete. Okay. So that there, there was, there was the episode. <laughs> I could definitely dive a lot deeper into that, but it's just so full circle to look at how I've transformed and shifted my relationship with movement and exercise in general. And my friend, you deserve to look in the mirror and smile at the woman that you are and who you're becoming because of the way that you move your body, because of the way that you respect and treat your body, because of the way that you prioritize your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. And fitness and movement is such an integral part of my life that, you know, I felt like an imposter recording this episode, but I think it's so important to just kind of hold the space, normalize the conversation. And, you know, after listening to this episode, maybe you are validated in your feelings of self-doubt and insecurity. And I hope that you use this episode as inspiration to start showing up and doing that inner work of building confidence and knowing that, you know, nobody is coming to save you. Nobody is here to judge you. Nobody is here to criticize or critique you. You are your own worst critic. You are the one thing that is standing in your way and quit holding out for tomorrow or next week or next month or after the next vacation to prioritize your health. Your health is your wealth. It is the single most important thing in your life that you can take ownership of because when you are healthy mentally, physically, and emotionally, all areas of your life are going to thrive and benefit as a byproduct of you prioritizing that highest version of yourself. So the next time, girl, you show up in the gym, you flex them muscles, you take up that space, you own who you are, and you focus on what movement can add to your life instead of subtract from your life, I want you to tag me over on Instagram at Michaela underscore words and underscore so that way I can cheer you on from a distance. Also, like, sidebar. If you enjoy this kind of episode, kind of this shift on the more tangible side of like movement and health and just exercise, let me know because I got a lot more up my sleeve where this episode came from. And after like recording this episode and jamming out on it, I realized like it's something that I'm uber passionate about. I talk about it a lot over on my other podcast, which I co-host with my business partner, um, Aaron. And the podcast is just called Strides for Strength. We help everyday athletes really step into and own that belief in the identity of being an athlete. Um, so yeah, let me know. Anyways, chat with you next week. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.